Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Cross Creek Golf Club. My guest for today's episode is Ryan Daly with Operation 36. What is Operation 36? It is a fantastic teaching program that everyone needs to know about. So I really encourage you to keep listening to the podcast because Ryan has a lot of great things to say about this fantastic program called Operation 36, how it's helping golfers, how it's helping junior golfers, beginner golfers get into the game of golf and growing the game of golf. It's a fascinating interview. We talk about his background, how he came up with this concept with his partner, Matt Regan, and where they're going to go from here with Operation 36. You'll learn about what they teach junior golfers, what they're teaching beginner golfers, and how this will help continue the growth of not only their game, but the entire sport as we know it. I want to thank Ryan for taking the time to come on the podcast and sharing his story, sharing his vision of Operation 36, and all the wonderful things they are doing for the game of golf and the growth of the game. So without further ado, let's jump right into this interview with Ryan Daly with Operation 36. Oh, he got all of that one. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. I greatly appreciate your time today. How are you? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for having me on. It's always great to be chatting with a fellow Carolina PGA professional. Absolutely, it is. I really appreciate that. Before we dive into uh, everything that the listeners need to know about Operation 36, which is a phenomenal program, let's talk about your background a little bit. How did you get involved in golf? Yeah, so I I would say, Steve, my my motivation with Operation 36 is directly related to how I started the game. I started the game very late, 15, 16 years of age. And I've always felt like I've been behind trying to play on the high school team, trying to play college golf. And then after college, I tried to play uh, professionally. I felt at all levels I was behind because I started so late. So when I got done playing, uh, if you want to call it a playing career, it didn't last that long. But when I got done, I was like, you know what? I think I want to create something at some point that will help somebody else start the game a little bit earlier and have a little bit better chance for success than I did. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So where did the idea come from to invent this wonderful program of operation 36? Well, the, the grassroots efforts of this started in 2010, which is what, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And at our small university that we were at, Campbell University, which is in Booze Creek, North Carolina, uh, we, were, we were just on the back end of the real estate recession, and the university was considering closing the golf course. And at the time, I was a faculty member at Campbell and their PGM program, and if they closed the golf course, I would have lost my job. So <laughs> I didn't want to lose oh, wow. my job. I didn't want to lose my job. And uh, so the president said, unless somebody has an idea on how to get people out to the golf course, because nobody's using it right now, we're going to shut this thing down. I'm like, oh my goodness. So mm-hmm. my boss turned to me and said, hey, do you have any ideas? I said, yeah, I mean, I got some. I've never tried them, but I've got some. And so he said, well, put them together. I put them in a 40, 45 page proposal of what I was trying to do, which was basically just copy 
every other sport that's successful, like exactly what karate does come every week, work with a curriculum. And then there's a, a graduation point at the end, the black belt, uh, gymnastics, all these other ones that do great at like weekly programs. I was like, you know what, why don't we do that in golf? We don't really have anything like that. And I put the proposal on his desk and it sat there for a little while. And then eventually he said, go for it. And we started with, um, Keith Hills presenting to the families on what we were going to do. I grabbed one of my students who ended up being my business partner in it, Matt Reagan. The two of us went at it. We had three students that signed up at the beginning. And then within five years, we had 80 students that were coming every week for eight months out of the year on different days of the week. And uh, we were off and running 2015. So it took us about five years to kind of grow that. But we didn't, the interesting thing that might be helpful for the audience is we didn't have a playing component. Like we didn't take them on the golf course, nor did we have a good playing component at our facility. Like there wasn't a PGA junior league. There wasn't a uh, kids junior league uh, or just a league night. So we actually ended up losing 40 of our families. Half of our families in 2015 ended up quitting the program. And it come to find out they quit because they were upset understandably I would have been too as a father none of them knew how to play golf like all we did was kick a soccer ball throw a football at the, at the golf course we did everything we could think of to make it fun we played music Kenny Chesney on the speakers and people looked at us like we were crazy and mm -hmm. but the kids were having a great time but we didn't do what we said we were going to do which was create a golfer so that's kind of our tagline now is op 36 we create golfers we get people on the golf course that fall in love with playing the game of golf just how earl woods taught tiger from the green back and harvey Pennock said in the little red book start at the green and move back that's what we do when we get people on the course and then we just created a program and a curriculum around that to help people move back to eventually their tee box where they can shoot 36 or better for for nine holes so that's kind of how we how we started and where we are Let's talk about that curriculum a little bit. What is it that you guys do for the listener who's, who's never heard of Operation 36? Tell me exactly what you guys are doing with the students and teaching them the game. 100%. So I would say we make it, um, we make it okay to start close to the hole. When I say close to the hole, meaning like if your son or daughter or somebody was beginning to play the game and they went to an Op 36 program, we encourage them to start on the golf course. So not five lessons on the driving range to prove that you're ready to get on the course. No, get on the course right away. In one of our nine hole events, we start you 25 yards away from the hole and you start with a wedge and a putter. And the goal is to shoot 36 or better for those nine holes. And within that first nine holes of golf, people learn so much about the game, where to stand, what to say, what not to say, how to mark their golf ball, how to hit a chip shot, how to hit a putt, how, the value of a putt, right? Like as PGA professionals, I'm sure yourself too, sometimes it's hard to communicate to somebody and get them to understand the value of a two putt and how important and how challenging that is. Mm -hmm. And with, with beginners, when we get them on the course right away and tell them every hole is a par four and they six putt the first green, <laughs> yeah. they quickly understand like within the first five minutes of being on the golf course. Oh, wow. Putting is important. I need to, I need to focus on that. And then what we do is we slowly, as they get better. So let's say they shoot 45 the first time out, then they come to class that week and we work on their putting and then they go back out and play nine holes the next time. 
they slowly improve their skills to where they can beat 36 and then they move back on the course to 50 yards, a hundred yards, and eventually all the way back to the tee box. Basically all we've done is taken the belt system in karate, white belt, yellow belt, green belt, and transferred it over to golf, which is 25 yards, 50 yards, a hundred yards, 150, 200, the back tees or the black tees at your course. Some people call us the karate of golf which is a very good analogy. That's kind of what we do is we systematically yeah. take somebody from not knowing what to do, white belt. They don't know how to kick and punch. They don't know how to putt and golf. And we slowly give them the skills to feel comfortable and confident on the course. So how do you guys do the evaluation? Like if you're out there with some golfers, say you've got 10 golfers out there and you see that one is struggling with putting, the other one may be struggling with chip shots or maybe pitch shots. Do you make notes with on those students while you're out there doing this? And then you take them back to the lesson tee and work work around a or work out a lesson plan based on where they struggled? Yeah, exactly. And they're they're grouped. It might help too. When they have their classes, every week they have a class. Let's call it Monday at four, Tuesday at four. They're grouped based on their skill level. So like the students that are at 25 yards and 50 yards, they're all in the Monday at four o'clock class. The ones that have graduated to 100, 150 yards and working on more full swing stuff, they're on Tuesdays. And then maybe the advanced class that's at the tee box is on Friday. But the when the student goes out and they play, they enter their stats in the Op36 app. So then you as the coach or me as the coach, when they come to class on Monday, I can quickly look at the app and go, oh, wow, Steve had 24 putts on Sunday in his nine-hole event. Steve, we need to work on your putting. Or right. uh, maybe the other person only hit two greens out of nine greens. Oh, wow. We got to figure out how from 25 yards away, did you only hit two out of nine greens? Oh, okay. Well, your pitching and your chipping must've been off. Let's, let's work on that. So you asked a great question. One that we struggled with for the longest time is how do you know what to work on with somebody? The only way we could figure out how to do it was tie it to what they did at the course the week before, and then immediately work on that right away versus kind of guessing and going, you know what, let's work on driver. Yeah, you mentioned the app, and that was going to be one of my questions for you because I've heard that app is tremendous. Um, I mean, obviously, that's going to help a lot when it comes to figuring out what they need to work on. You're inputting the data into the app, and then you use that to track every student. That's a fantastic idea. And that that came from the school system. The school system, had, we just borrowed all this stuff from everybody. The school system has report cards we used to create report cards on a piece of paper and we'd write down like, Hey, this person's a, they've chipped four out of five balls in the circle. So their chipping's good. After a while of having all those stats from the practice area, none of it transferred over to the course. So we ended up ditching all of the uh, requirements on the practice area for the most part. And like all of our progress reports or progress checkpoints are through the app at any time somebody can look at it and go, this month, I've averaged 19.4 putts. I've averaged 7.8 greens. That's fantastic. You're hitting above six greens. You're doing unbelievable. So you know the 19 putts is what you need to work on to improve. Seeing, seeing where somebody is, but also where they come from is really, really important when they get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, I, I know all the audience knows too, golf is a challenging sport. I mean, for a lot of us, for me, it's the most, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And it's not easy. There's going to be days that are good. There's going to be a lot of days that are not so good and on the not so good days. What can we provide as coaches 
to support them and encourage them. And we have found over the years that if we show them where they came from, like, remember, you started at 50 yards this year and your best score was 54. I know you're upset with a 43 today, but that's 11 strokes better than it was six months ago. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. I, I didn't realize I just got so frustrated because last week I shot 39 and I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just as well as I do, like it's, it's the immediacy of the previous round that emotionally that we attach to, but if we as coaches can show them where they came from sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes that'll keep them motivated that they are making progress. And if somebody said, what do we do at op 36 better than anybody else? We measure somebody's progress on their score and when they can see progress is when they are excited and just like the weight scale when you're losing weight once you've lost five pounds you're excited to lose pound number six and seven and the same thing in golf absolutely now this program um i've i've always known it to be catering towards junior golfers and i think is it safe to say that's pretty much the the majority of the people in the program correct that's certainly how we started out. There was no intention on our end of going outside of juniors until mom, it was mom tapped on our shoulder, the moms of these kids and said, Hey, we want to learn how to play golf and we want to learn it using this way. Uh, (laughs) And we're like, Oh, okay, mom. Well, yeah, we can take you on the course. We can show you how to learn from 25 yards away. And then the market determined that they wanted this for ladies and adults. And right now we're at I think 75,000 users around the world, 60% of those are juniors, 40% of them are adults. So we're almost 50, 50. And of those 40% adults, the majority, I think it's 90% are ladies. So I would guess if we fast forward in five years from now, we're probably going to be 50, 50, if not more on the adult side, possibly, but we continue to move closer and closer to 50, 50 on adults and juniors. Yeah, because I mean, I can definitely see how uh, satisfying or rewarding it could be for a beginner adult to do this program and, and be able to see the progress like you're talking about and, um, and and be very successful, not only in improving the game, but staying in the game for many years, which is, of course, the hope for the junior golfer as well. So I think that's wonderful that it's branching outward to adult golfers. Adults can do it, too. And I think that's outstanding. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat to see. I mean, like as Matt and I dive into the why, like why does op 36 work? Like we always ask that question because it wasn't like we didn't create the idea behind this. Like the idea behind this came from Harvey Pennock. It came from Earl Woods. Like it was out there. All we did was come up with a systemized way to do it. 25, 50, hundred, one fifty. but we continue to look at the why, like why does this work? And it, we think it works because Uh, when somebody feels good about doing something or they're competent, they feel like they uh, can excel or see progress. That's like really powerful. And we didn't realize that when we started, but like when somebody looks in the mirror and says, I can do this, they get this jolt of energy that they could have, couldn't have gotten from anywhere else. And for some reason in golf, like when somebody can do that and they can write a respectable score on the scorecard, like they can write down that they shot a 41 it really doesn't matter where they shot it from, but once they write that down and they show grandpa and they show their parents or they show somebody they're playing with that they shot a 34 or a 33, it doesn't matter where it's from. It's that jolt of competency that they're like, wow, I can do this. And then it spurs them on to want to continue to play. 
I just think when I learned the game and I started at the tee box and I think I got like a 15 on the first hole or something, or I, mm-hmm. I mean, it was brutal when I started and I <laughs> shot like 140, I went through two dozen golf, but whatever it was, I can't believe that I survived. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, you're giving them a roadmap right now. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I like yep. about it. It's a clear roadmap. It's keeping things simple at first with your short game, with your putting. And as they, you know, develop that confidence, like you were talking about, move them back further. A fantastic roadmap, as far as I'm concerned, because, you, like you just said, they're not going to get frustrated as easily as they would trying to hit a driver 250 yards, which is almost impossible, and, and down the fairway when you're first starting out. So this roadmap you've created is is wonderful. Well, I appreciate it, Steve. It's certainly not um, it's certainly not me. It's not just Matt and I. It's the I think there's 1,200 or 1,300 coaches around the world that run this. Um, in six 625 locations 14 different countries and they're always giving us ideas on how to make it better so it's like we started in harnett county we started in Bowie's creek had no intention of you know moving outside of that but golf pros coaches started asking us hey can we run this at our facility carmel country club in charlotte was the first course to call us and when it started with these other coaches matt and i were like this is a great way to obviously not only expand op 36 brand, but to make it better. Why? Because we can get smarter people than us to contribute to it and tell us what needs to improve based on their facility, their demographics, their ideas. So like, it's awesome to wake up in the morning and look in the email and see three or four coaches that email and say, Hey, have you guys ever tried this? Let's try this. And it's like, man, these guys have better ideas than we do. Yeah. So was your marketing pretty much word of mouth? I mean, is that how it got, a, got out there to, you said it started with Carmel country club and then they told someone and they sold someone. And then next thing you know, you've got all these uh, golf professionals wanting to do your program. Did you guys advertise this? How did this happen? Uh, yeah. So I, I would say the first 10 or 15 facilities was just word of mouth. It was Maggie Simons. Who's now at the Oregon club in, uh, out west and she was at carmel country club with jason sutton and they started out and they had a great experience and they told a few other people and then we got up to eight or nine or ten and then matt and i looked at each other and went maybe we should advertise this like maybe we should maybe we should market this and tell people that they can run it and then we kind of threw together a wordpress website matt's very good at that end and kind of putting together websites and then like the floodgates opened and then we had a hundred facilities and then we're like gosh maybe we should get a support team to support these coaches and then a sales team and then a development team to put together the app and then before you know it we're at 17 18 employees and (laughs) we're at uh it's it's just kind of crazy how it's how it's gone but it was certainly not planned it was more the market i always say this like as long as we're awake at the wheel, we just make adjustments along the way. And the market kept telling us to do certain things. And we just started to kind of listen to what the market told us and tried different things. And when they worked, they work when they didn't, they didn't. I don't know. It's, it's been a fun ride. It's, (laughs) it's pretty interesting. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out pure on Maine. They have two locations on main street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street and beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products, allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. 
Pure Maine is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure Maine is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Maine. You won't regret it. What kind of feedback have you gotten from some of the students that were on board when you first started, you know, back in what, 12 years ago? Uh, how many of those have you been able to talk to to get some testimonies from them and say, hey, I knew nothing. And now it's 12 years later and I'm still playing the game and loving it. They're they're fantastic. They're the they're the testimonials that keep you going during the rough days. Um, I bet we've got a couple of them that started with us at six years of age, and they're now entering college. Um, two of them are playing in college, so that's kind of cool that they started oh, yeah. with us. Uh, I'm not saying that they got to that top level, like the elite status, because of us, but at least their start with us, we kind of started them off on a good foot. They they it's actually it might be interesting to hear like when I go out and play with those kids that grew up in op 36, like when they make a couple birdies, like they're not getting nervous because they've done it before. Like when they write down a 32 or a 33 for nine holes, they don't even bat an eye. Whereas like me growing up at 16 playing golf late, gosh, when I get two, three under par, I'm starting to freak out <laughs> where, <laughs> where they've, they've done op 36 for five six seven years they've shot 32s and 33s before it's like second nature to them it's really cool <laughs> yeah so it's not only developing the physical aspects of the game but mentally as well making them mentally stronger and being able to withstand pressure uh, the good things and the bad things that happen out there it sounds like 100 percent. and then the adults that have been with us are just i mean they're out playing at the course they're members of the facility where they weren't members before they're playing in the four-person charity scramble that they feel comfortable playing in that they wouldn't play in before and it's that gap from taking somebody who doesn't know which end of the club to hold or doesn't know what they're doing on the course to getting them to feel comfortable on the course is huge like i never knew matt never knew we always admit this all the time like giving somebody that skill set is hard like it's not mm -hmm. easy like taking somebody from a 12 handicap to a 10 it's not too bad like they already kind of know what they're doing they know how to mark a ball they know where to stand they know how to purchase a tea time they know how to pay for or make a tea time purchase a greens fee they know where to buy their clubs they know all the nuances of it but a complete beginner like there is so much involved that we've we had to that was the like if somebody said why did you go close to the hole we had to there's so much involved that it's overwhelming for people so when you move them close to the hole and they write down a three and they also learn how to mark the ball they learn where to stand they learn where not to stand like these are all things they need to know that i was clueless as a coach when i started out that they needed to know all this <laughs> clearly you guys are, are doing a wonderful job of uh, developing the golfer uh, not only physically but mentally as you know pace of play 
can be a huge deterrent in the game and turns a lot of people off, makes them not want to come back because they get out there and it takes forever. How do you feel your program can kind of help with pace of play? Absolutely. That's a very good point. I get frustrated when I go out there and, you know, nine holes is over two hours, two and a half myself. So yeah, yeah it's uh, getting a beginner on the course 25 yards away. They usually can finish nine holes um, in an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes for their first time ever. So if somebody's at a busy golf course, they sometimes say to us, well, we don't want to get beginners on the course. Operation 36 isn't for us. Our response is actually the op 36 people are probably going to be pushing your members. They're probably going to be pushing your guests a little bit just because they're a little bit faster um, than the ones that are at the tee box. The other thing that's helpful is might be a decent example is like when I go out and play with my boys, we try to play every Tuesday, Thursday morning, the morning groups at most golf courses are fairly quick. Like the guys mm -hmm. that play early, they want to be done fairly quick. And when the boys and I play my one uh, youngest who's eight, will play from 50 yards. TR will play from uh, 200 yards and I'll play from one of the tee boxes. We, the three of us walking can get around in an hour and 30 hour and 40. And it's, I think it's a great way to play not only in the nine hole events, but also when they're playing casually with mom and dad, they're playing casually with grandpa. I think it's the way to go. It's so, I mean, they go up and I can compete with my eight year old. Like he'll shoot yeah. a 38 and I'll shoot a 40 and he has beaten me straight up. Right. That's <laughs> awesome. What are you guys doing? You mentioned like an award, uh, a reward system. What do you guys do? Kind of like a karate belt. What are you guys doing to show that advancement of levels? Right. So we do it two different ways. We, uh, we don't do belts. So the kids, <laughs> they don't wear belts. That'd be cool, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do digital rewards. So through the app. So everybody has a profile in the app, just like mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, but it's just for their facility. So like at your facility, they would have a, uh, a profile and just the people within your program could see each other and you could see where everybody is. So like when you, if you were in the program with me, I could see that Steve has graduated to rank three. He's at a hundred yards. It's on your profile. When you advance to 150 yards, there's a celebration in the app that you see. Uh, that everybody else in the app sees as well. So we do digital rewards, um, but we also do physical rewards for the juniors on a bag tag. So instead of a belt like karate, we have a bag tag that has badges on it as the students earn the different skills like putting, um, green reading, power, posture. They get a mark on that bag tag so they can see their progress. And then when they graduate to the next level, um, they see that on the physical bag tag and everybody around them sees it. So we, we try to do two digital and uh, the bag tag and digital is the only one we do for adults. Well, what I can tell right off the bat here is how much this program is going to encourage growth in the game. Did you foresee this happening? I mean, and give me your opinion on how much you think this program can really help the growth of the game. I think it's, I think it's the only way to go. Um, our retention rates are higher than anything else we've seen in the industry in terms of getting people into the game and keeping them. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, a, I think that's the hardest thing. Like, at least I'm learning. I didn't know this starting out, but last year we got, or last year we had 3.2 from what I read, 3.2 million new golfers came into the game last year. 
And typically we add 2 million a year. So last year was a huge year. Uh, we had the COVID, which was great in terms of the golf industry helping. Uh, certainly not great for the world, but we got very lucky. I always say this, we got very lucky in the golf industry that COVID helped us. So we got a lot more people into the game. The golf course owners that we speak with, the MSOs, multiple site operators, like the big management company, they're excited about all the new people. They're terrified of keeping them. They don't have a way of keeping these people. And the way to keep them or retain golfers, I think, and Matt and I think, is to get them to fall in love with playing the game of golf. If we can get them to fall in love with playing the game of golf, they're more apt to use the facility, maintain a membership, uh, maybe buy more greens fees if it's a public facility, use the food and beverage more. But like our niche is husband and wife, husband plays golf, wife doesn't. Let's get the spouse out to the course. Let's get her in an eight week op 36 program where she can learn how to play, enjoy being at the golf course. And in eight weeks, she's using the facility as much as the husband is using it. So that's kind of what we're trying to do. And then if you add the student or the child into it as well, if we can get all three of them, husband, wife, and kids playing, we feel like we have the best shot of not only retaining members at a private facility, but overall growing the number of people that play the game of golf through families, I guess is the best way to say it. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, when they get out there together, uh, yes. absolutely. Yep. You're going to have way more longevity. Yep. And I mean, there's so many stories over the years that I've heard of, you know, fathers that got their kids into the game or, or vice versa mothers that got daughters into the game and 20 years later when they come home for thanksgiving they look forward to every year being able to play golf together again like they did when they were kids with their parents and it's yeah it's the only sport that you get to walk down the fairways together and be teammates um maybe not teammates but you get to walk the walk the playing field together for the rest of your life which is yeah. in my view just an amazing opportunity that i have conversation with my boys every tuesday thursday that um they certainly wouldn't open up to me if I was in the house or we were somewhere out shopping. Like they asked me questions about not only golf, but the game um, of, of scoring, but also the game of life. They asked me questions that they never would have asked otherwise. So I feel like it's a golf's an unbelievable venue. Oh, absolutely. I mean, gosh, uh, countless bonding times with my father on the golf course, my yep. son on the golf course, you're a hundred percent correct on there. Wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, obviously. And I just think it's wonderful that, your program is, you know, not only bringing new golfers into the game, but it's bonding families at the same time. Right. Yep. A hundred percent. I, I don't know. Like when I, when I go out to the course, like I'll go out to Keith Hills tonight or tomorrow and I'll see a, you know, a father playing from the white tees, a mother playing from, let's say she's at 150 yards and you see the son playing from 50 yards and they're having a great time. Everybody's shooting about the same score. Pace of play is fantastic. Everybody's, having a good time and then they go into the snack bar afterwards and celebrate and it's I, I love to see it I, I just don't think that would happen as much if dad was on the white tees um and everybody was on the tee box i just don't yeah. see that unless somebody unless everybody in the family's advanced if that makes sense that makes total sense what are you guys doing uh, with the program do you have any any new ideas that you want to implement into the program uh, or any other new ventures that you're going to be taking on uh, around Operation 36? Talk to me a little bit about that. Is there anything uh, on the horizon for you guys? Yeah, so we uh, we recently, as of February 1st, merged with a company out of Philadelphia, Golf Genius Software, 
Incorporated, and we merged with them uh, to help advance our software, um, our technology, the mobile app and the web app to improve the experience for the students, but also improve the experience for the coaches to make their job a little bit easier and simpler. Um, and they are going to be able to help us accelerate that. Uh, I would say from a from a program perspective, Op 36, I think our dream has always been not only to be at more golf facilities and kind of be the, the beginner golf program, but I foresee at some point uh, one of the nations using it as their Olympic development top of the funnel. Like some country at some point is going to say, you know what, this is a great way to get more people in the top of the funnel to see who really falls in love with the game. Uh, Let's Jamaica, let's say Jamaica decides that and they decide to make Op 36 like their Olympic development program and everybody starts at the age of five or six in Op 36. And then the kids that really fall in love with it and turn into like, I guess their Olympic program would fall out at the bottom. I think that's the hope at some point because we really feel like we can open the funnel at the top more than more than most because it's it's so inclusive. Like you you physically do not have to be the tallest person, the strongest person, the most athletic person to start at 25 yards away. Like you can top the ball on the green you can chunk it two times, you can three putt and you're still going to feel good about yourself. You write down a decent score, you go on to the next hole. And as you know, and I'm sure most of your viewers, the name of this game, like the way to improve is you need to play the game and you need to play the game a lot. And how are you going to get those reps in and if we can take somebody and give them a little bit of hope on the front end that they might not have had from the tee box, who knows that kid or that player may turn into somebody um, who never would have had that opportunity if they started back on the tee box. So we're trying, we're trying as best as we can to improve the product. Uh, we've got some ideas on some different team concepts that we're thinking of some tours. Um, but really that the product, the program works. We're just trying to figure out how to make it simpler for the, which is sometimes hard to do, simpler for the student and simpler for the coach. If we can keep simplifying it and making it easier and easier to apply, we think it might have a little bit more stickiness. For those that are listening that may not be very familiar with Golf Genius, tell me about that more. What is Golf Genius in a summary and how are you guys integrating with them? hundred percent. So Golf Genius software started as a travel software. Mike Zisman started it in 2009 and he was tired of going on these trips um, to Europe or to Pinehurst and everybody on the buddy trip um, was complaining on who they got paired with, that they mm-hmm. had to play the, they had to play two, three times with Steve and they had to play two, three times with Ryan. They didn't get to play with somebody else. So he, has spent the last few, the first few years of the company trying to figure out softwares for travel. And then it moved into tournaments. And I think that's where most of us see Golf Genius is in tournaments. They run um, the tournament software for the PGA Championship, for the Ryder Cup. Um, and they provide for the golf professional. That's kind of their, their area they're trying to improve is to help golf professionals run tournaments, to help them run the golf shop and to help them coach. And the, the way that op 36 falls into there is we fall into the coach aspect and more the beginner aspect. So golf genius is trying to be the software for PGA professionals. 
Yeah, certainly helpful for us at Cross Creek. We uh, utilize it all the time when it comes to weekly leagues, whether it comes to big tournaments uh, inside the club or outside the clubs. Tremendous software and uh, really exciting that you guys are partnering with them. Yeah, I think they we haven't used it, but they've got a live scoring component. Do you guys use that yet or no? No, not yet. I think that's something I, I definitely want to try to implement down the road for sure. I think technology still scares some people. You know, it's a little intimidating. Sure. And getting them yep. to be able to log on and keep a score that way as opposed to writing it on a scorecard, I don't think we're quite there yet, but uh, definitely see it moving that way. And in, in fact, I had this conversation with someone not long ago. It may be a situation that you know, we may not have scorecards, you know, 15, 20, 30 years down the road. Everybody's going to be doing yeah. everything digital, digitally. Yep. 100%. They've got something they did with the AJGA during COVID where they did the uh, validation. So AJGA didn't use scorecards during uh, 2020, 2021, I believe. And mm-hmm. Golf Genius got a, they have a huge development team that allows them to make changes and adjustments and improvements really, really fast. And they created some sort of validation system that used for the AJGA. So they didn't have to use scorecards. And then they passed that on to their customers as well. So I believe they're using that for member guests now. Mm-hmm. Not hundred percent sure, but you're, you're exactly right. Um, it seems to be like every time I go in Walmart, a younger and younger kid has a phone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> at I know. some point, a kid's going to be in a stroller with a phone. I know. <laughs> the live scoring aspect of Golf Genius is really cool too. I like that a lot. Yes, with the leaderboard, it's really cool. If you put yeah. it up on a big, if you put it up on a big screen TV and everybody can see as people come in, it's pretty cool. You guys are working on a book. Uh, tell me about that a little bit. Absolutely. So uh, the book's called How to Create a Golfer. Uh, we're trying to release it just after the Masters in April this year. And it's a, it's a guide for people that are guiding people into the game. So as a coach, it's uh, kind of our everything that we've learned, we've put in the book to help coaches around the world. And then also, if you're a parent or grandparent that's guiding a child into the game, uh, it gives some practical advice and lessons that we've learned over the years and what to do and more importantly, what not to do when somebody's starting out. So it, it goes through three specific sections. The first section, it goes through, basically we give you the chocolate chip recipe, chocolate chip cookie recipe to op 36. We show you everything about it in there. The second part goes through motivation, how you motivate people to uh, not only take on challenges, but also to, um, to advance and excel in those challenges. And it goes through motivating factors motivating people to do things. And then the final section of the book is, um, is on parents, two chapters on helping parents as they guide juniors into the game. And William McGirt, who I believe is from somewhere down your way, uh, was yeah. very supportive. Yeah. Um, Spartanburg was he, in, I think he's, he was in Spartanburg yes. for a while. That's where we met him. And he's, his son, Mac was in op 36 for a while and he reached out to us and, He's been super helpful. He wrote the forward to the book um, about how he has an opportunity as a PGA Tour professional to travel around the world and see different programs. And whenever he wanted to get his boy into the sport, he wanted to get him into playing the game versus just being on the range beating balls. So when he saw Op 36, he was like, man, I want to do this for my son. And uh, he's been very supportive and did the forward of the book for us. So we're hoping that that the book helps pass on the lessons that we've learned over the years to pretty much everybody to coaches to uh, to parents to people just starting out and just kind of guides someone in knowing 
what's about to happen when you try to become a golfer. It's called How to Create a Golfer. Well, congratulations on that. I know uh, writing a book is not an easy feat, so that's that's awesome. Congrats on that. Well, I, uh, we appreciate that, Steve. I think two and a half, just over two and a half years. So it'll be, wow. it's taken us a while. The stuff, the writing part isn't the hardest is what we're finding. It's just the nuances of taking it from a Microsoft Word document, formatting it, getting it correct for the sizing. There's a lot, a lot of things involved that we didn't know. So like, it's been fun though. It's been, uh, we'll be excited to get it out. We'll have to send you a copy and um, Please. hopefully it'll help hopefully it'll help the industry and help everybody move forward. That's what we're trying to do. We're all trying to get better at what we do. And we just wanted to put it together to, to share all our ideas with everybody. Well, I appreciate that. And what you said earlier, you're creating golfers, you're creating golfers, yep. playing the game of golf. Absolutely love that. That's why we do what we do, right? That's why I decided to be a PGA professional and, and, and get into this wonderful profession is I want to create golfers and, and not only growing the game of golf, but just making a positive influence in people's lives. One of the reasons why I started this podcast, growing the game, you know, and uh, creating new golfers, retaining golfers, entertaining people, educating people, inspiring people. You guys are most certainly doing that with your program. So thank you so much for everything you are doing for the game of golf. I highly encourage you to go out there to their website. It's operation36golf.com. Again, operation36golf.com. On there, you'll find all the information you're going to need about this fantastic program. Ryan, I cannot thank you enough for your time today. Uh, how can the listener find you on social media? Um, yeah, uh, so probably the easiest one is Instagram at Ryan Daily Golf. Uh, people certainly can reach out. I usually try as best as I can to post success stories of students around the world, uh, success stories of coaches on there, and just try to spread the positivity, the uh, the inspirational stories that come through. So if you'd like to see some of those, um, but our, also our general Operation Thirty Six Golf handles: um, Facebook at Operation Thirty Six Golf, Instagram at Operation Thirty Six Golf. Those are great avenues as well to connect with us as a team, and also as you said, the website op36.golf. The website, if somebody is looking for a program in their area, they just click on find a program and uh, they can find some more information on that. And I appreciate you having me on and giving us a chance to share our share what we do and certainly appreciate that. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you so much. Good luck. And I look forward to that book and look forward to more great things from Operation 36. Congratulations, my friend. You have completed another episode of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. As always, I love to use this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to push the play button. And I sincerely mean that. I really do because you don't have to take the time to listen to this podcast. You don't have to take the time to improve your golf game, but you do it. And that means you're dedicated to the game. So thank you very, very much. Continue to help me spread the word about the podcast, so anything you can do to tell other people about it is tremendously appreciated. Again, I know I tell you that every episode, but I mean that as well. Thank you so much. Get creative in how you do that, whether it's word of mouth, taking a screenshot on your phone, share it on your social media pages. If you do that, tag me in it. It's Go Forth Golf Instruction on Facebook. It's S Go Forth underscore PGA on Instagram, and it's Go Forth Golf Instruction on Twitter. If you share it and you tag me in it, I'm going to put you in a drawing for some great prizes. So it's a wonderful opportunity for you to not only help me, but to also help yourself. So greatly appreciate your consideration on that. If you're listening out there on that Apple platform, 
As always, give me that five-star rating. Really helps me a lot. Moves me up those Apple charts and puts me in front of more eyes on that Apple platform. And it's just more people that I can reach. It's more people that I can help with their golf game and just continue to grow the game even more. So thank you very much for your consideration on that. The next episode is going to drop on Wednesday, April the 6th. I'll have some more great topics for you. Be on the lookout for some more great interviews I got coming down the pipeline. And if you have some suggestions of things you want me to talk about on the podcast, please reach out to me. Email me at sgoforth at pga.com. Again, that's sgoforth at pga.com. Would love to hear your ideas. Again, this is your podcast. I want to talk about things that entertain you and are going to help you. So I'm always open to suggestions on anything you want me to talk about in future episodes. Get out there and have a good time on the golf course. Hit those greens, hit more fairways, drain more putts. And like I said, get out there and have a good time. That's what this is all about. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. And then remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. <laughs>